You're listening to The Wet Spot, hosted by Passion Poet, a safe space for our tears, sweat, and sexuality. Passionate Words Editing Services is a one-stop shop for all your editorial and authorial needs. We take your book from conception to completion, holding your hand all along the way. We provide manuscript preparation, several levels of editing, book formatting and typesetting, including cover design. And we even assist you in uploading your finished book to Amazon. At Passionate Words, we believe that words are a writer's currency. Let us help you spend yours wisely. Contact us today on Instagram at passionate.words.editing or by email at passionatewordsediting at gmail.com and let us start you on your journey today. Do you want to become a sponsor of The Wet Spot or to donate to help this Wet Spot go further? Well, here's how you can do it. If you want to become a sponsor of an episode or several episodes, you can hit me up at the wet spot podcast, one word, the wet spot podcast at gmail.com, and we can discuss how you can become a sponsor. If you want to donate a love offering or some just a gift to the erotic empire and the wet spot itself, hit me up in my PayPal. Just send a, just send something to paypal.me. That's paypal.me slash erotic empire. One word, paypal.me slash erotic empire. I just give a love donation. I would really appreciate it. And that will help the wet spot and the erotic empire go so much further. So thank you so much. And let's get wet. In this segment, I want you to get comfortable as I read one of my pieces. Because the words, the words may move you. They may inspire you. Who knows? They may even get you wet. So sit back and listen. Accident prone. I'm so clumsy. So, so clumsy. I keep losing my tongue deep inside your pussy. It keeps falling from between my lips to between your lips with a splash, causing me to stick my head in, searching, learning to breathe underwater so that I can bring depth to our lovemaking with our water sports. You can call me Michael Phelps, because I'm ready to dive right in and start swimming, or rather, deep-sea diving, because I'm sinking further and further into your depths, wanting to find the seafloor. I want to see more, but I'm too deep inside to use my sense of sight anymore. Surface level thinking can't survive down here. Cause this, this is a deeper kind of reasoning. 
We can't use our normal senses. We have to resort to intuition, to feeling. Which is good for me because I love the feeling the way your wetness is clenching me. When your body winds its way supine around my stiffened syllables that have me searching deep within the universe for the reason for our existence. And when you ripple your muscle just so, I feel the whole universe convulse around our combined auras. Damn! You got me thinking about chakras. Cause our love making is otherworldly. So heavenly. And all this because I kept being so damn clumsy. Which leads me right back to the beginning. Cause my head, my head is still swinging me left to right deep within between your legs. Damn. I still can't find my tongue. So I guess I will have to keep pushing. Deep. Giving your pussy hold a thorough sweep. I have to keep searching. Until I find that for which I seek. Your climax. In this segment, I invite you to join me as I speak about a current wet topic with a guest to the show. I hope you enjoy as we get wet together. Welcome to the wet spot. This is Passion Point for another week and we are having a very, very special guest. You know how it is with me. I love to talk about sex, sensuality, intimacy, all of that. And we are now talking to Diana Chioka, who is who who is a tantra healer, sexual, a sexual healer, um, intimacy coach, all that. We are going to get into all of her um all the stuff she does and why we are talking to her today. Um, we, I, I, I think I reached out to her to speak specifically to woundedness in men, um, but we can talk about a whole lot of different things. Diana, how are you doing? Hi, so good to be here. Yeah, I'm doing wonderful. <laughs> Spring is coming along here in the Netherlands, so I'm, uh, I'm loving it. And I'm so happy to be here and talk about all this with you. All right. So um, thank you so much for being a part of the wet spot. You are now officially one of my naughty ones. That's the, that's what I call my people who follow uh, the wet spot, follow the, you're, you're all things naughty and naughty, not in a negative way, but in a nice, salacious, sexy way, you know what I mean? So uh, welcome again to the wet spot. Tell us a bit about yourself. Um, yeah, like I said, I gave a little piece of intro, but you could give more detail. So tell us a little bit about who, who you are and what you do. And uh, let's, uh, let's start from there. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, that, I found this the hardest part, by the way. So <laughs> bear with me. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I am Diana, as you already heard. I am based in the Netherlands, but I'm originally from Romania. Uh, I am an ex-engineer <laughs> turned sex coach. <laughs> I actually just graduated last August from my engineering master's degree. Mm -hmm. 
but yeah, I, I've been on this journey of healing my sexuality and my relationship patterns for a very long time because mm. I carried with me a lot of relational trauma based mm. on, yeah, childhood, um, yeah, experiences. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I've been on this journey for a really long time and I found so much healing and like, like the world just looked so wonderful when I did this healing that I was okay I have to do this is my this is my calling I have to help others with it so I finished my education and I went into studying uh, tantra studying sexuality studying trauma healing and all of these and now I am working with one-on-one clients around sexual healing especially with women that are in long-term relationship and they feel a little bit out of touch with their sexuality maybe in corporate environments where this is not so much um, talked about mm-hmm. but also with men lately i've been opening myself to work with men mm-hmm. because i feel like there's really not a lot of containers where men can share vulnerably around all things sexuality there's so much you know we talk a lot about women agreed and the repression that occurred in women in history Mm -hmm. and that is good i i love that we're talking about that but yeah where are the all the empowered men now right exactly yeah so it is important to me to talk to both genders but yeah yeah, yes i like that and i love i love that because i myself focus a lot on women in on in my platform but as a man, I, I agree wholeheartedly. We also need healing and it needs to be a space where we can be vulnerable. Being vulnerable in uh, in society for a man is, I, I see is frowned upon. I mean, they, they, they say they say you should be vulnerable, but then you then you you open up and then you are cried down for being too soft. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a such a con- yeah contradictory yeah, contradiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it is true. I've noticed that so much, and uh, there's so much about men feeling rejected in their sexuality. They're they're afraid to express sexual energy. They're afraid to even talk to women. So I love to you know we call it in tantra bringing that sexual energy of the male sexual energy back to light. Right. Because when it is in the dark, then is when it's starting to create shady situations. And uh, we want to shine light on it and to bring it, yeah, to bring it to the conscious mind. Yeah, I mean, and fun fact for those who don't know anything about Tantra, um, the male the male sexual organs, the penis, is called a lingam. And I, I found out the lingam means wand of light. So it, it, it is very good to actually bring light back to the male gender because we have to have the light inside us to be able to shine it out of our wands. I'm just saying, right. And yeah, that was, that was a bit of useless trivia, but then again, not so useless, is it? Um, but yeah, so sexual energy i always say that i feel that sexual energy creative energy and divine energy are one and the same um i usually find that like when i was in when i was in the 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 church uh i had i was uh i was a christian for like 30 something years and i felt the things that i'm feeling now now that i'm out of it and i'm still connecting to my creative energy 
are exactly the same feelings and, and experiences that I had when I was focusing that energy on the divine. So, you know, am I correct in thinking that they're one and the same? Yeah, in my opinion, and from the tantric approach, very much so. Mm. Um, I call sexual energy also aliveness and life's, life's energy because it's really the same thing. And if you look at people who are very much out of touch with their sexuality, you also notice that they are actually out of touch with life because sexual energy is the same thing as having a aliveness in your mm, body mm. and that's why sexual healing it sounds yeah for me is very vague if somebody says sexual healing mm. but to me it's not only about having better sex although that is amazing but it's about healing your entire being through that your all aspects of your life your work your relationships with everybody around you just to feel more human just to feel more vibrant and more alive so that's what it is about for me it's not only about having better sex yes how does that work um how will you how does it i guess it's an individual thing because each person's journey is is different but like how would that work how do you how do you take someone's sexual energy and help them heal such that it actually impacts the the rest of their lives um or do you focus do, is it like holistic for you when you have a you have a client do you speak specifically to the sexual aspect or do you start there and sort of bring in aspects of their other their their outside the bedroom life do they or or is it that you focus on the trauma heal the trauma and then they come back to you and say my life is so much better now and they're surprised that it has um spilled over into the rest of their life so is it deliberate that you um focus on one aspect which is the sexual aspect or is it such that when you when you when you when you're talking you 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 incorporate the other parts of your life such that it is a holistic thing yeah, it is a little bit of everything that you mentioned. So what happened is that I use sexual healing. That is, it's like a vehicle that I mm -hmm. use to take mm -hmm. a person from A to B. Mm -hmm. So most people come because they have issues in their sex life, issues in their love life, uh, attachment issues. Uh, the heart is very close. So maybe some, some deep pain happened to them in their life and they cannot open themselves to love anymore. Mm -hmm. But the, the funny thing is that whatever I touch upon, because I also work with non-sexual stuff, but mm -hmm. whatever you go and touch upon in a person, it always relates back to love and sex. Mm -hmm. Because it's such a fundamental part of a human being, but also because if you think about it, the pattern that you have in your sex life, that's exactly the pattern that you use in every other area of your life. Mm -hmm. So if you can't set boundaries in sex, you can't set boundary in your relationships, in your work. True. If you can't have fun and you're disconnected in sex, that's how you live also at other areas of your life. Mm -hmm. So that's why sex is such a complex thing that it just really helps you to, if you wake up in your sex life, you wake up everywhere, everywhere else. else. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it makes sense. I mean, I do the same thing um, with my poetry, uh, I've been recently telling people um, I'm trying to express 
through my Instagram pages that what you see is the surface, right? You see the poetry, you see the snippets of sex, sex talk, you see in my stories, I call them the naughty poles for those who are, are new to the page. Um, and, and you go in, you go on to these stories and you hear, you get salacious questions. You get people, I asked the other day, one of my, um, just recently yesterday or day before, um, one of my followers was, they said to me, they don't know anything about squirting. They've never squirted before. So I was like, oh, let's go to the naughty poles and i asked i have a person on in my, in my inbox who wants to know how to square has anybody squared it before hands went up okay give me some advice to give to her and you know and i love i love that so she inboxed me later she's like oh i need to hydrate i gotta drink more water i'm like okay great tell me how it goes and all of that is fun for me but i say all of that to say that the just like you everything connects to sex so the poetry and all that yeah i want you i want you all um horny and stuff like that reading the poetry it is erotic poetry but beyond all that i want you especially as a woman to feel to feel loved to feel desired to feel a sense of being feminine without the the um the toxicity of male um you know uh bringing you down as a you know how men come and 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 when you when what's supposed to be a compliment sounds and feels dirty to you because it comes from a negative place right so i always say that the wet spot and um by extension the the erotic empire is a safe space where you can come in you can be female you can be feminine you can you can enjoy being feminine without without being toxic without having the toxicity and i also wanted men um, to understand i also want men to come on and to learn how to hopefully by reading my books hopefully by interacting with the people on my page how to approach a woman with a level of respect there's you can be you can be funny you can be you can be flirty i love to flirt i love to flirt i flirt all the time but there's always a level of respect that is goes with it you know there's a way to flirt there's a way to be to make her happy and to make her laugh without trying to make her feel that all you want to do is peel her clothes off and use her as a sex object you know so definitely i totally agree i totally understand my question um how is it different i know that it seems to be something you're going into now so it's so it might be um, you might not be able to know how to answer me correctly, but how is working with a woman different from working with a man? You, as you said, you're now starting to open up to the male, um, to males in your practice. Yeah, so I think what I found out that deep inside it is we are very similar, right? Mm -hmm. So we get heard the same way, we get we feel rejected the same way. All of those things are the same. Trauma happens in the same way. Childhood trauma happens in the same way. Mm -hmm. It's just that we experience the world a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. So it usually the, the patterns show up in different aspects of our life. Yeah, yeah. So to me, I always open myself up when I go into a session and what I've, because I've been working with some men at the moment and women, mm -hmm. and it's, it's always like, oh my God, you know, we're actually the same. Maybe we want different things, 
maybe we want to achieve maybe the way of working the masculine when it, when they come into my sessions they're like okay i want to have i have a goal i want to achieve that <laughs> and i love it and i love to to receive him in that because that's also an important thing for me that men reclaim their leadership they reclaim that power the power of leadership the power of masculinity because we talk about toxic masculinity and i don't believe in it it is just trauma it is just pain it's just layers right so i want to me i really want to call in the healthy masculine not from a place of you know because the masculine has been criticized yes. for long enough the masculine has been given ultimatums for loving long enough but to me it's like okay i receive you in the dark in the light in every single color in between you are welcome here let's talk about it because only by talking about it and receiving love in those places where there hasn't been love before that's the only way to heal no to feel like a human again right I, yes no i will tell you this i wish that i was um i wish that i was that we were doing this on a radio show why because I would be pressing buttons to have all the applause and the and the uh, thing because that is exact. Yes, I mean, it, I mean, if you, I don't know how, I don't know what kind of music you listen to, but here, um, the DJs, if you, if you, if they like what you, if they like what they're hearing, they they pull it up again. This they stop pull it up and there's all the fireworks and the gunshots and all sorts. Great. That's how I feel about what you just said. That is how I feel about what you just said, because as a man, I I have gone through my own, as all as all humans have, but I for sure um, I, I can admit to having gone through trauma, specifically um, sexual sexually from 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 the from something as simple as circumcision, um, whereas. Whereas it was something that I chose to do, it wasn't a baby when I had circumcision. That that and that again was a that was a traumatic experience for me, because circum being circumcised as an adult meant that I was still getting I I still getting my my nightly erections, which woke me up in the middle of the night. You know, I joked around that. Um, I understand how a woman feels having her period because um, because I had blood in my boxers from when I woke up from the pain of the the pain of the um the stitches tearing you know woke, woke me up night after night and, and you know so I I had I had and that's just that's just a, a non um non-sexual aspect but there were other things you know um those who have been in my who've listened long enough would have heard me mention the fact that I I've, I was I was married before, and my ex-wife in jest kept mentioning my penis and telling me how small it was in comparison to other um, men that she had had. And because I had married her as a virgin, mm -hmm. I I didn't it didn't it didn't affect at that point in time. But afterwards, when we divorced, and I, I had the idea of going out and meeting other people, the thought was. Will they will they feel the same way? How and up to this day is something that I, um, you know, it, it's, it's still in the back of my mind. Even although I've resolved it, like ninety five percent of it is resolved in my mind. I'm more secure in my sexuality and in my, you know, I'm I'm more secure. But yeah, trauma. <laughs> so you know, I I love that there are people. As I say, I spend a lot of time reaching out for women, but. 
who ministers to the minister, I'm very, very glad that there are people who are who who reach out to the men and who are um who 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 give you space to be to be to be um to be vulnerable. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm loving that. I'm loving that. Um being stuck. Now you say I see something here about working with taboos around around you say you, you uh, there's uh, being alive also work with taboos around women's sexuality helping them to understand their bodies better so that they can expand more into pleasure so um, explain that for me in um, how what what does that look like helping women understand their bodies better so that they can expand more into pleasure yeah so what happens when we repress our sexuality for long enough mm. when we use our bodies in ways that is not honoring for our body so mm. basically saying yes to penetrative sex when it's actually a no we don't learn how to say bound set boundaries we don't learn how our body work mm. as a female mm. you know for male you have an erection and you know you can of course, there's some level of, okay, is my mind on board? Is my body, is my spirit on board, right? But for women, the simple thing that you can have penetration without a physical, you know, response, right. a lot of times we don't learn, right? Mm. When is it, when is penetration okay? How can you check in with your body? So then when you do it for long enough, in a way that is not honoring to your yoni, which is the female genitalia and... Yeah room space mm -hmm. um what happens is that your yoni numbs out or pain becomes painful mm -hmm. or um there is a sort of just automatic response that you can have an orgasm but it's not really fulfilling anymore mm -hmm. or there's actually fear and anxiety around any sort of intimacy right and i see women every day like that in that situation right so how do you learn how to work with your body is by self-pleasure and I, I call it pleasure but actually going into and actually I was talking about this specifically yesterday in one of my groups what is a self-pleasure practice because we think so much that okay my pleasure should look like that it should feel like that because that's what i see in the media mm. and that's what i think i should be feeling so we just get so disconnected to what actually happens in our body so for me a pleasure practice and i work with women uh, and give them homework of course uh, outside of our sessions yeah. is to set ritual space 30 minutes 45 minutes whatever a few times a week and sit with their body and scan for sensations and so and sometimes most of the times after such a long time of disconnection first thing you have to feel the numbness you have to feel the pain you have to feel the layers before you can get into the pleasure which is there it's in there in every woman but you have to go through the layers of pain, repression, numbness. So for me, a pleasure practice is, is a practice in which you go and sit with your body and you pay attention there, you put love there. Instead of being frustrated of my body doesn't look like uh, these people out in the media, um, my orgasm doesn't feel like what people describe it to be. My pleasure is not that everybody's 
everybody is different mm -hmm. and the key to everybody's sexuality is different but in particular for women is mostly your heart has to be open mm -hmm. in order for your yoni to also be open and we disconnected as women not only from our yonis but also from our hearts so that is a pandemic that i'm seeing right now yes 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 i i totally understand that i will say that i feel as a man i feel the same way um well not from the male perspective of course but i personally and i'll be vulnerable here to say um i love sex but i have my 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 internal worrying my internal worries about sex um also i guess stem from the media from the other side as well that i'm supposed to be um i'm supposed to be hard or i'm supposed to be hard on command um mm. during during sex what usually bothers me is i go and i'm i'm all about your pleasure i have done everything from the fingering to the tongue and everything you're all dripping wet and then you live there you lay back as a pillow princess and i have to get myself hard like um what, what was and i'm no longer 20 <laughs> okay i'm no longer 20 years old so it's not like i can snap my fingers and get hard in an instant um you know so what so to be honest and then you know i personally although i enjoy sex do not have sex as often as i want to have it because i'm a you know that that's blocking me and then obviously that block manifests in the fact that i act so i'm worried about not getting hard which makes me not get hard which brings on more anxiety yes so how how would i having that done for women how would i take that same practice of a ritual space and internalize it for me as a man how do i do i mean do is it is it is it the same way do i have to sit with myself and sort of try to feel that feeling of de despair really because i hate not being um because as a man you want to perform again it's societal but you want to perform you 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 feel like a man when you have her on the on the bed shivering you know you feel virile you feel you feel like a man when she you know like like tarzan beating your chest and and, and you know almost a conquest kind of situation. And when that doesn't happen, even if she is understanding, which has happened in my case, I have a lot, you know, my close relationships, they have all understood and they're like, it's okay, but I, I still feel crushed. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling really a lot of compassion for what you just said. It's, it is so true. The lingam is always, it's about performance, right? Mm -hmm. So I can feel, yeah, I feel you so much in this. And it is in a way the same. It is sitting with that, letting that feeling of desperation really allow it because only when you feel that you can make a decision to change that, right? So you can't heal what you can't feel. True. And uh, secondly, it is about sitting in ritual space with yourself and giving love to this part of you that had to perform for so long, that had to be an object of pleasure for so long. Honor it. And if you have a partner who is open to do that with you, she can be in service of your lingam, right? How would it be for once to just lay there and have 
a massage given to you, not for the idea of you have to be hard and you have to reach orgasm or anything like that, but how would it be to just be touched with the only intention being to give love to this part of you? I, I feel in that, like literally, I'm glad that this is an audio podcast because people will not actually see me actually start crying. But yeah, for sure, I'm feeling that because I, I want that. I want that right now. Actually, anybody in my inbox, anybody who's anybody who's in Barbados who's listening to me right now, anyway, yeah, seriously. But no, I seriously do feel that because that's exactly what I've been missing. Uh, one of my personal love languages one of my main personal love languages is touch physical touch so that definitely runs right up my alley um one of my best absolute best um sexual experiences came with something similar to that we did actually end up having penetrative sex but it was all about her touching me it was all about her touching me i just i didn't have the the, I did not have the pressure of getting hard. So because the pressure of not of getting hard was removed, then I actually did get hard. And I stayed hard because obviously um, I, I've, I've been, one of the things that happens um, often is I get hard, but then it gets soft again and it gets soft again at the wrong time, <laughs> like just before insertion, it goes soft again. I'm like, so, and then of course, because people learn, um, a lot of people learn about sexuality through porn. Um, it then, you know, p- women also have their mindsets wired such that he is not hard, this, which means he does not find me attractive, which means I'm doing something wrong. Or And I'm like, it's not that. I love being with you. I want to be with you so bad. Like, if, I could, if I could snap my fingers and be like, yeah but it just ain't happening so but women also have their hang-ups as it relates to sex because of the media and we go back to the media again um which is which is ironic because to me because in the space of facebook the face of in the space of instagram i don't know if you have experienced it but I myself, as a, I guess, as a, a, a sex educator of, of some kind, um, I get my pages locked. I get things dropped. I get IG blocking things from me. Like they want to be the purveyor of morality for us, and 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 it's and so for me it's so ironic. You want to be a purveyor of morality for me, but you know um, all of this stuff still happens and the the children that you want to protect still gets still get raped the children i mean i'm not and i'm not even being you know i all of these things are terrible things but stuff happens on the world and you as a purveyor of as a i mean granted i will say i I will admit only like 0.01 percent of the population of the earth has actually read the community guidelines that they signed up for. That's true. So they are, it is their platform and they can protect, they can protect their platform however they want to. But I still wonder like, what's the sense? If you give me the, if you're, if you, I think I find that people who are in our field are a lot more 
discerning than people give us credit for. Right? I mean, if I know what I am giving out to the world, I am very, very, very careful not to like, for instance, they're gonna, they had a girl came, they had a girl come into my inbox asking me a question about wanting to share uh, her photos to the world just with her in, in the brand parties. And under normal circumstances, I would be like, yeah, go ahead. Then she told me she was 16. I was like, okay. I think you need to wait a bit. <laughs> like, you hold on, wait about, wait a couple of years, wait until you're at least 18, and then have that conversation, right? So we are, you know, you have to be as the we have to be as discerning as we can be. And and people don't give us the credit. That's that's what I think. You know, people don't give us enough credit. <sighs> Is anybody going to answer that phone? Oh, oh Lord. Now let me see what's going to happen here. All right, okay, great. So that's what happens when you're trying to find a, 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 a empty space in your house and there are people still in the house. Yes, yeah, so anyway, but so I mean, no, but that, so, so basically that's my, that's my thought. Like even in the midst of media, the media wants to be the purveyor of morality. But mm. I I see not only for myself. It's like it's like saying that sex workers actually as sex workers, as far as I have seen and I have listened to them them talking, sex workers are actually even more concerned about their own health than most people are. But yet it is a it is as though you can't, especially here in Barbados, it is still illegal and you can't, you can't even, they don't even want to decriminalize it from the perspective of allowing the same-sex workers to have health insurance or something to that effect. Where, 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 the, where the sex workers and, and sex create and, and content creators are much more, because they know the, one, the power of it, but also to the, um, to me, I think, um, that it is so it is they're already being seen by the world they have to be like they have to be like super on p's and q's kind of thing um yeah that's me babbling for like five minutes <laughs> what do you think about all that stuff what i um that's just that just spilled out coming from our last part of conversation but yeah, I, there was a question in there somewhere, but <laughs> just, what do you think about all of that? What do you think? I mean, what, how does the media, um, how does the media, how, how oh, well, we already see how the media um, contributes to the problem, I guess. Is there a way that the media can be a, a part of the solution? Well, of course it can be, but I don't know if the media is ready, if the world is ready to, to, yeah, to have sex freedom, sexual freedom, right? Mm. Because I think that we've been living in so long, for so long in a fear about sexuality. I mean, look at the church, look at everything around us, right? So we're still new into expanding in this in this new age of okay sexual liberation what that mm. actually means mm. but uh to be honest i would much rather have a a teenager uh go on a ig t channel that is 
um, yeah, with educated uh, information about sex, then they're going to go on a porn website anyway. Agreed. And they're going to get wired into their nervous system a specific way of having sex that is only going to lead to pain and suffering later on because... I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm always about, you know, everything in life is a coin with two sides. Porn mm. can be fun if you do it consciously and you know what to do it, mm. what to do with it, mm. but it can also be very destructive. And as yeah. a teenager, you don't really have that filter. Mm-hmm. Right? So in, and, and look at the sex ed around the world and around the globe. What do you learn about disease? You learn about pregnancy don't do it don't do it don't do it right Mm -hmm. nobody really teaches you how to have sex in a way that is consensual for your body in a way that is pleasurable for your body in a way that is healthy for your body how to use sexual energy because sexual energy is highly correlated to creativity how to how to how to be with that right so yes yeah i'm i'm you know, I'm at a place where I'm seeing all of that around me. Mm-hmm. It is painful. And at the same time, we are where we at, where we are. And I'm putting my content out there anyways. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have to be more creative with it. But I do have a deep desire to, to for the world to wake up a little bit. We are like, <laughs> we, we think we are the most evolved spa- space in humankind. But are mm-hmm. we really? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Species. And and. Yeah, I, I mean, actually, I had this conversation. I think they had a similar conversation like this with my sons just yesterday. Was it yesterday? Somebody had the conversation. I remember him having this conversation about where um, we uh, we see that we 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 men mankind seems to be so evolved, but animals have it so easy. Animals are not. They don't. They're not tied down to um you know to to how people think about them or whatever the case is and they and my son said my older son he said something i can't remember exactly what now but he said something that was related to you know sexuality um and how the animals were not as hung up about it as humans are he's 16 and he's Mm -hmm. 16 and he was able to see that and look one day later we're having this conversation um because it's true we as we, we consider ourselves to be so evolved, but if we look back at the animal kingdom, are we really? Because, you know, the, even from, thinking some, from something as simple as patriarchy has it that men do the chasing. Patriarchy has it that you, the woman, have to look pretty, I choose you, but in the animal kingdom is the absolute opposite which of the p uh, it's not the peahen that has the resplendent colors it's the peacock even a rooster is resp- in, in its own way is resplendent compared to the hen it mm. is the men is the male of the species that actually does all the mating rituals and the dances and all that i'm thinking about like the primates they have do they do all of these things and the woman sits there and then chooses which one she wants to go with. Mm, yeah. I mean, you, you, we could go even as as morbid as the black widow spider um, who who divorced her husband after having sex. 
<laughs> oh my god but yeah the, so we we have it backward we with all our enlightenment and all our education we have it we have it so backward you know so yeah. well it's been is it is a is is heavy topics heavy topics is a lot to is a lot to to process but i believe that our role in life is to bring as you said at the beginning light into darkness um mm. our it may seem insurmountable it may seem that we can't um it may seem that the powers that be have too much power over us and too much power over society to get anything to, to, for my little part of the world to mean anything you know i started my podcast almost two years ago and i did it just because i was i i did it i wouldn't necessarily say for fun but because i had been told prior years prior that i should you know start a podcast and i uh, fear you know fear as it stops most people it, it it did hinder me for a long time but i started my podcast two years ago and i knew what potential it had uh, um for for um for being in this space i call it i called it the wet spot <clears throat> sort of tongue-in-cheek and those who know the story know that i literally was sitting in a wet spot in my chair when i came up with the name so it wasn't it wasn't anything all glamorous but i took it and i made it you know as i say uh, the wet spot the wet spot is a safe space for uh, for for tears sweat and sensuality tears because you're dealing you can deal with uncomfortable situations that make you vulnerable um, um the uncomfortable situations bring the sweat the tears bring the vulnerability and of course the sensuality is the love drops either the the um either the semen or the female ejaculate um and if you listen to the the, the um the podcast from beginning to end you know that i always drop in i always start with one of my erotic pieces so the poetry is mixed with the education the erotica is mixed with the education to bring what we have today and for me i started it in fun i started it knowing that it had a potential but nearly two years later this to me is a platform of change, a platform of safety, a platform of, for me, this is a way to, to educate, to bring, I, I love what you said, and to bring light into darkness because I, I don't want, I, I love having conversations, meeting new people. This has been amazing for me, like, um, and all of this through the internet, all of this through, um, you know, we are in separate hemispheres mm. and able to have conversations like if you're across the room, I, I am totally loving it, totally loving it. Uh, what plans do you have going forward? What are your plans for your business, for your practice? Um, what You said you were getting into dealing with men more. What else is up? What else is next in store for you? Yes, I just want to first say that I love that you say, say this, that, you know, even one person has a huge amount of power, because think about it, you are carrying 
all of us are carrying around generational trauma, I call it, that from our parents, from our grandparents, our ancestor. And in one person right now, all of that is, is being healed. So we are not only healing us, but we are healing our family line and so that the generation to come, they don't, they don't have to carry this anymore. Right? It's true. It's true. But it's huge. <laughs> it's not so small after all. It's huge. The fact that we're healing these wounds. So I just first wanted to reflect on that because it really popped up to me when you said it. Thank you. And um, yeah, about my business. Well, I am going to, just like in my life and in my business, I go with pleasure. Where is the pleasure, right? What, what is pleasurable for me to do right now? What gives me life? What gives me excitement? So I am right now, I really, my focus is working with one-on-one -on -one people because I want to learn as much as possible about people. I want to learn as much as possible about, okay, what, what, what are people dealing with? What is the struggles? So, but, but I do see very soon, um, even maybe end of this year coming up a program, a group program yeah. where I can create a bigger container because when we heal together, it is more powerful. Yeah. and uh, yeah I have beautiful projects with people in the tantra world as well um, doing women's groups and with men uh, one of my dreams and I don't know when it's going to come through but one of my dreams is to have um, men and women come together so that we can heal together because um, there's a lot of pain there between mm -hmm. And I, I, I'm planning actually a workshop soon called Yoni Lingam Healing Dialogues, right? Because mm. we have a lot there that has been that we've been carrying with us. The the war between the Yoni and the Lingam, which mm. actually started as a biggest love story on the planet, and mm. it somehow somehow turned into a war. And I think that there's so much to say there. There's so much to heal there, and a way to be empathic with the struggles of both genders, right? I love it. I love it. So I can let you know now, whatever it is you got planned, tell me in advance. Are you coming? If it means we have to do a Zoom where everybody else is around the square and then there's my, your laptop right there. And like, yeah, I'm there because that's exactly what I want for myself. But also, like I said, this platform is all about this healing, connecting, reconnecting the link you need to link them both on a physical level through being orgasmic but also spiritually <clears throat> also electronic also uh, emotionally so that men can be um respectful of women women can be respectful of men in the sexual space because sex is damn good. Sex is amazing. Sex is, and, and, and sex, sex by itself is so much more than penetration as well. So that's another thing, you know, we need to see, we need to see sex as the holistic things. Um, men listening to me, sex starts when you wake up in the morning and grab her ass on the way out, of, out, out the door. Sex starts when you send her naughty texts. Um, way before you get home. Sex starts when you when you flirt with her throughout the course of the day and tell, whisper naughty things, tell her exactly what you want to do by the end of the night. Those are sexy too. Those are sex. Those are those are intimate moments that draw her to you because what that does is it plants the seed in the biggest, most erogenous zone of a woman's body, her mind. 
Yes. Yes, yes. I love that you say that actually. You know, some of the hardest sex I ever had was not penetrative sex. Not because it is something, there's something wrong with that, but that because in a way there's so much weight placed on penetrative sex that sometimes it really, sometimes it just takes out the magic in it. And I know it can be magic, but I love that you say that, you know, sex is not only penetration. It is, like you said, it is a lifestyle, really. It is. It is. How can you be, you know, like I work a lot with monogamous uh, couples mm -hmm. as well. And I myself in a, in a monogamous relationship and it is consciously done, not because that's what we've been told to do, but it, this is the way I feel good about it. But I hear so many couples like, oh, sex is just not fun anymore. Of course it's not fun <laughs> because you're just seeing it as a one dimensional thing that is yep. just this mechanical thing that we do with our bodies. But how can we connect? How can we love? If you love, sex follows, really. If you really open your, your heart to love and to appreciate your partner and to just look at them like they're the most precious thing that's, you know, that's there. And I know that sometimes we have issues. We go through struggle together. But can we work together as a team in a, in, in a partnership, be it monogamous or polyamorous or whatever else? Yeah. Um, whatever else uh, settlement that you mm. want to have. Mm. But can we work, can we love each other? That's really like, okay, can we love each other? Can our hearts be connected? And from there, create magic with our sexuality and play, really yeah. just. Playing, that's a nice word, playing, because that's exactly what it is. It feels like work. A lot of the time, it feels like work. Like I said, for myself, when I'm there, you're wet, you're, you're spread open, you're wet, but you're laying there looking at me. I have to work to get myself to a point of where I want to penetrate. Then, um, then penetration doesn't happen. Then I can see your mouth says, yeah, it's okay, but your eyes, your eyes show the disappointment. Your eyes show the, I want it to be fought raw and it's not happening. Your eyes show more than your mouth does. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and then of course, then I feel judged. So yeah, it's work. It's work. And we need to bring the play back. We need to bring the play back. It doesn't have to be, although I am heavily into the BDSM lifestyle. So bring on the bring on the bring on the paddles, bring on the, you know, bring on the, the spanking and all that other stuff. But even if that's not what you're into, play is important. You play as children, why not play as adults? You have so many people who are locked up, as you said, locked up inside their sexuality, locked up inside their trauma. That play is a, is a, they can't understand the concept of playing through sex. They can't understand the concept of being happy and laughing um, because, because sex is such a human experience and it's not pornographic. Mistakes happen, you know, things happen. Like I had, a, I had someone mention, mention to me the other day, like they asked about queefing and how, how, what, should, what should happen when you queef. Um, they're embarrassed about queefing. And for those who are unaware, queefing is when, because of the, the, the in and out piston-like um, action of the penis inside the vagina, the ear pushes itself out and it sounds almost like a fart, right? But it isn't a fart one. And even if it were, so what? But two, laugh and continue. Like, what's the problem? What is, you're gonna you're gonna let that stop you from having a good time? Like, really? Yeah. Mm. 
so yeah so much embarrassment right about the human body nowadays yeah oh. it's and all about yeah and what you said the word work yes that a lot of people see sex as work and especially for men and you know like can we as women understand that the men also has vulnerability like some of the can we hold our partner while they break down in our arms instead of always having to ask it the other way around yes okay to do so it is okay as a woman to hold your partner as they, they cry and it does happen in sex and sex is an all-inclusive experience of tears of sadness trauma whatever else laughter anger it can be everything right as long mm. as of course you're holding it for yourself not that you're angry at the partner maybe something has been triggering you and you have to scream and that can be such a healing thing to do or just cry and just be held by your partner it's, sex can really be such a healing tool yes yes <sighs> yes yeah i mean and this is it we um having the conversation opens up the the i maybe someone listening to us didn't think about that didn't even know that that was possible didn't know that or give or didn't want to give themselves the permission because as a man breaking down in front of your woman is taboo for some mm -hmm. women having your mind break down in front of them is taboo they, you 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 lose respect for your man if he's crying but why why mm -hmm. why is that such a hard thing what's so difficult one of my most powerful examples of acceptance came from my when my queen i i really 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 early in our relationship uh or, or i think we hadn't even fully gotten into relationship yet and i revealed something to her that was like a deep dark secret of mine that no one else knew and i was expecting her to to lash out i was expecting her to end the conversation and not speak to me again i was expecting all sorts of negative things and the complete opposite happened she she literally although it was across the although it was across the world although she wasn't physically next to me although it was a it was a it was a, a conversation that we were having over um over social media she basically held her it, virtually she held her arms out to me and told me it's okay i didn't like what you did but i see that you've changed i see that you're a different person and i accept you that broke me <laughs> that broke me even talk about it now i got tears in my eyes and this is years later that broke me because jesus christ that does not happen often it doesn't happen enough yeah and so definitely i again anyone hearing the sound of our voices please please understand that we as men need you just as much as you need us even if we don't say even okay. if we do not say yes and that's i love that you say that because there's a huge difference right a lot of in tantra we talk about the archetypes right so you have the archetype of the princess that is not is the immature feminine the young mm -hmm. feminine right mm -hmm. that this is entitled is uh I don't know, expects everything from the man. Uh, and then we, you have the archetype of the queen who is a mature feminine, who is loving and her heart is just so full by itself that she's just so overflowing that she can give love to the entire world. And the feminine, our, if you 
talk about Tantra, our giving center is mm. our heart. So we give from our heart. So we can love, we can literally love the, the world back to life, actually. And the mm. masculine in, in ancient time, there were warriors coming from with traumatized from war and they were held by the feminine, loved by the feminine. They could break down in temples where there was only love and yeah, cherishing the masculine, giving our gift, our love for their protection and their 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 gift, right? So wow, wow. And I mean, and just just to say that the and the religious aspects, the religious, uh, the religious would have you believe, because I grew up believing that it was a fertility cult. They were fertility cults, and that's what they were called. It was a, the sex. It was so, it was just a. It was basically like a brothel, for lack of a better term. It was more like, oh, you you come home from war, you just go and fuck the first thing that you see, and I mean that is possible. That is that was there. I'm sure that was there because sex is is all encompassing and healing. But you see, you see what that you see that I could see that happening. I could see that happening coming home from I as you say the traumas of war and being able because in a sense if there were if if it was more commonplace now in this society to have something like that be more commonplace, how much war veterans would less will have less PS, PTSD? A lot. A lot. <laughs> A lot because they have a lot of them. Uh, there are they are bottled up inside the fact that they have killed, the fact that they have 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 seen friends die, all these other things that they cannot. I mean, going to going. I mean, I'm not a war veteran, but from what I have seen again, and even some of the stuff that I see on television, which is fictionalized, but it's all is all the more real those people who have had to die for um barely escape with their lives for the countries that they that they, they, they they've supported and then yeah. you've had to come home and then in some instances you're not given this respect that you deserve in some instances you were a war hero with with with, with insignia but you are now a, 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 a homeless man on the street um and so many men are fighting those wars but in today's um context right yeah and uh in the ancient times there was the temples of course and these women that used to receive men that way that way they were called sacred prostitutes Mm -hmm. so but what they would do wouldn't necessarily be sexual right so a woman this there's many sides to a woman the feminine comes in so many shapes and forms and the divine feminine if you may talk about it will give you exactly what you need Mm -hmm. so as a man if you need a slap in the face because that's (laughs) what you need to wake up that was that's what would that's what this woman okay. would channel almost she wouldn't mm. even be her personality anymore but she would receive the divine feminine mm. that came in the form exactly tailored for this man if you needed to be loved by the divine mother like mother in christianity mother, mm. mother mary right like mm. she would come through and she would love on you like you were her child and she would put you to her breast and show you the quality of the breast that they are just pure love that's the vibration that we want to have in our breasts, this pure love, right? Mm. 
And if you needed the, the sacred prostitute who would initiate, initiate you in the arts of sex so that you can go out there and know how to treat a woman and the, her body, that's what you would get. If you need a Kali, the goddess of destruction, because you've been just constructing so much shit in, her, in your mind and, and she would give you a anger, <laughs> she would show you the anger that you've probably never seen in, before in your life. And that's what would serve you to move forward with your life. And yeah, we are, as men, as women, we are fighting wars in the context of today, but those places are not there anymore. Exactly, exactly. Yield. Yeah. Wow. So, you know what I mean? Like, in a sense, in a sense, what I am trying to create with the Erotic Empire is an, is, is an electronic version of that. Um, and I'm sure... I don't mean I can't, I'm not a woman, so I can't give the divine feminine, but I want to give a space where the divine feminine can shine through and can be, and can be healing, you know? Um, but yeah, that's, that's so needed. That's so needed. I think, and I'll say this, that I think the, I think the Christian church, especially was hung up on the word prostitute. <laughs> that's like, they hung up on the word prostitute. So it's like, oh, sacred prostitute. Ah! Everybody's about sex, blah, blah, blah. And, and they didn't even consider any of the other stuff. And, you know, so that, that because, of course, with the majority of the Western world being colonized by Christianity in its, former, in its formative years, Christianity is such a basis for everything that everything is now, you know, um, deconstructing from that is difficult because it's woven into everything, our laws, our morality, you know, everything. But there is hope. There is hope. There are people like Diana. There are people like other, some other people who have come through the wet spot um, to, 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 to share about their um, experiences, their work, um, what, and their intimacies, um, and just let us be in a position to heal. So thank you so much, Diana. This has been an excellent conversation. I am enjoyed every second of it uh, please let everybody know how they can contact you uh, follow you on social media all the good stuff yes thank you so much thank you so much for having me and for allowing me to yes yeah, speak openly about this work that I'm doing and it's so difficult you know it is so deep that it's very difficult to to let the people on social social media know what I'm doing, but I'm trusting that they can kind of sense it in my energy field. Um, yeah, so I love your work. Thank you. In a way, you are in service of the divine feminine as well with this beautiful art that you're doing and the containers that you're creating for women to feel sensual, to feel surrendered so that they can feel the, like the sex goddesses that they are. Exactly. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you so that. much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. And um, yeah, how people can contact me. I am very active on Instagram. That's my main platform. Mm -hmm. uh, they can find me at Diana underscore Pillow Talks. Um, and of course, via email, Diana Chiolka at PillowTalks.nl. And uh, yeah, that's, that can be my our first entry. And we can DM and 
see what we can do for each other. Okay, well, and for those who are who can't see because it's an audio podcast, Sioka is C I O L C A. So that's Diana Sioka, C I O L C A. Um, at was he was he was the rest of the email? Sorry, at pillowtalks.nl. Right, pillowtalks.nl, pillowtalks.nl. So she's in the Netherlands, people. This is an international connection here, but you are very welcome to come back. You're very welcome to come back at any time. Anything you want to share, any new stuff you want to share, uh, any, uh, um, you know, your projects that you want to tell the world about um, or any testimonials, anything like that, you are always welcome on the wet spot. Always, always welcome. Thank you so much for telling me um, that my work is good. I like to hear that, you know. But no, but seriously, um, it, it, I, I love to know that what I am doing makes people happy. Um, I love that women feel it. I love that they can access it. So she doesn't like to be called a coach, but that's what she is. She's a healer. She's a sexual healer and a trauma. She's she she helps with trauma. She helps with in uh, inner work for both women and men. So if you've listened to this podcast and you are in need of someone who who will listen, just give her a just give her a message or even DM me and I will get back in contact with her for you. All of that is possible. This has been Passion Poet. This is the wet spot. Thank you so much for being a part of it. See you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Wet Spot. I have been your host, Passion Poet. You can find me on Instagram at bajan.passionpoet That's B-A-J-A-N dot P-A-S-S-I-O-N-P-O-E-T You can also find us at The Wet Spot Podcast That's wet with two T's The dot wet with two T's dot spot dot podcast Also on Instagram Don't forget to sign up to our mailing list and check out the other episodes. Thank you once again. Let's get wet.